As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Didn't we do an intro? We probably did. But you know what? The other I, intro was so good. I know. And we'll still we'll still probably give it to them. But I wanted to start off this week's episode with some listener confessions. And I got some good ones. And so I didn't want to like save them until the middle or the end. I'm, I'm going to start with the confessions. Maybe then it will transition to the lake and then back to the studio for the end of the episode. We'll see how I splice it together tomorrow when I edit, but the confessions are so good that I, I had to share them. Okay. Okay. Ah. So this week's theme is all about confessions, dark confessions, some more lighthearted confessions. But when I say dark confessions, like do not take that lightly. If you guys are not in the right headspace or some of the confessions are very, very dark and not for the faint of heart. So our listener confessions though, are you ready? Yes. Some of them are crazy and I got a lot. Uh, my stepsister is dating my cousin and my parents see nothing wrong with it. My stepmom cheated on my dad with a coworker and got pregnant. I pooped in a Starbucks cup and set it under my car. I knew I wouldn't make it to class. Thank God they gave me napkins. I feel like not even fast food gives you napkins anymore. I lost my virginity in a car in a church parking lot. Lord be with me. That's a good one. <laughs> I, I'm trying to process the first ones. This is too fast. I know. I'm rapid firing. So if there's any you want to really talk about, let me know. All of them. What do you mean? <laughs> I absolutely loathe my sister. She's an unfit mother. I want to adopt my niece to save her. Loathe? Mm -hmm. Really dislikes. Strong mm. dislike of. It's funny how close that word is to love. Mm -hmm. I don't love you. I It's love weird. you. I think my relationship is over and we don't want to admit it. Two separate plans for life. Yep. Mm. Happens. I've been married to my husband for almost three years and now I'm in a secret affair with his brother. Nah, I don't like that. I once dipped my sister's toothbrush in the toilet because she pissed me off. That's fine. She'll live. That water's usually pretty clean, actually. It's just the surrounding surfaces that aren't. We're going to have to fact check that. I, female 18, slept with my ex while my boyfriend was in Barbados traveling with his girl best friend. To add on, little did I know, him and his girl best friend, Sexuality L, were having sex every night. Yeah, see, it worked out. That was good. I slept with one of my best friends. I flooded a bathroom in a restaurant once and walked out like I had no clue what happened. You gotta. 
Who's gonna Who's gonna be like? Oh wait, yeah, I'm gonna run up to the manager real quick. I <laughs> know I'd never admit that. Has shit. any people probably have? There's honest people. There's good honest people out there. I've like clogged a toilet in a restaurant before, and like literally. Was it the toilet? What's the toilet? Like one. There was just one. Or was no, it one I think of a there few? was two individual use stalls, oh, and well. so like there was something wrong with the chain. It wasn't like the lever and the chain were connected. Mm-hmm. So I like undid the top, like reached down in the people. bottom. I, I was not leaving it. I took a shit. You do I, that at home, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know about messing around in public. I, like couldn't, that. I couldn't leave it. I was. Mm-mm. Damn. In second grade, I shit myself and took off my shitty underwear and put it in a desk. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. I have a non-consent consent kink. I lost my virginity with my mom in the same hotel room. Different bed, though. What? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? That's a tough one to do. Yeah, they lost their virginity when their mom... They were probably staying in a hotel. Oh, mom, I thought you just said to their mom. I lost my virginity with my mom in the same hotel room. <laughs> you see bed. how I can read that way, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, been a side hoe for two years to a guy that's engaged and don't really feel bad about it. Well, the, the, um, like losing your virginity, that's, that's kind of, that's a, that's a big deal. But just simply like hooking up while other people are in the room, that was college. Yeah. That is college. Yeah. I gave, you gotta get good at it. I gave someone a blowjob with another like person in the bed next to, so. That's easy. That's like nothing. Yeah, ex- thank you. Try going, try doing more than that in bunks, not <laughs> even being next. Try being above. I can't. Oh, no, below. No, above. <laughs> try yeah. being above. Yeah, for sure. Tough. You think dorm beds are quiet? Tough. Especially when they're stacked? <laughs> yeah, so I'm not impressed by you at all. I catfished my own boyfriend. We're still together now, so it's not that toxic, I guess. I scraped well, my boyfriend's car against a gas station pole. Told my boyfriend I got sideswiped. <laughs> I once rolled down someone's... It doesn't work with cameras. <laughs> well, we're just going to override your memory card if I do something like that. No. Honesty. See, here's the thing. With something like that, yeah, that's a great little excuse. But it's just... If it ever came out, if for some reason it got found out... Yeah. And it was like no, you clearly did this. Like the gas station came forward or something. Like something happened where it came out. Then it would be like, all right, I don't trust you. So it's not worth it. Just a little car thing? It's not worth it. Oh gosh. I called the cops on every party my ex went to without me. (laughs) Oh my God, that's bad. (laughs) That's kind of fun, but it's it's just like get over it. My boyfriend has nude photos of our friends hidden on his phone. How? I don't know, but that one's not okay. You gotta, you gotta delete them. How do you get that? How does that even happen? I what do you mean? Know. I don't hidden. Know. Did he take them? Was he sent them? Maybe. Was he sent them unknowingly? What if he took them unknowingly? That's even worse. How the fuck did that happen? Ugh, I don't know. I don't like it. Delete them. It's like them. Airbnbs. I slept with my manager at my last job, and everyone thought it was just a rumor. Hmm. Well. See, we don't understand that life. Like. <laughs> We don't understand office dynamics. No, I mean, I lived I, it for a little bit. I used to work at like a restaurant and retail and like 
But I'm saying where there's like all the cubes, the cube farm. Cube. I used to be in the cube farm, <laughs> except I was cool. We got so a got, lot of listeners in the cube farm. I heard a lot of them. I made cry last week. I'm not hating cubicles. on the cube farm. I'm saying I experienced the cube farm. It just wasn't right for me. I think we need to put that on a sh- the next shirt. Cube farm. Yeah. Member of the cube farm. Yeah. It's like a maze in there. But it I'm is. not hating on it. I'm saying I was in the cube farm. Mm. I spent a good amount of time in a cube. And I okay. found out at 14, I did not want to work in a corporate office because I was already doing the things that people had college degrees for. Like I was already doing it at 14. Does that make you feel like college is a scam? Mm, no, but it makes me feel like I figured it out at an early age that that was not right for me. Yeah. There's people that went down that love it. I know. This next one's really interesting. I love my child to the ends of the earth. I would die for her without question. I also hate being a parent. Super complex there. Yeah. I want to dive more into that one on a full-length episode, I think. My boyfriend and I eloped August 13th, and only four friends know. Congratulations! Yeah, that one's not, that's not, like, too crazy. I like that one. (laughs) I accidentally flung a piece of poop next to a lady's purse at the Disneyland bathroom stall. How are you pooping? Aggressive wiping. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, well, flung doesn't not the sounds like you like I think if it came out like that, it'd be like you shot, yeah, or like something it shot over there. I'm envisioning she was hovering and like tried to push and it went. But if it's flung, Mm. I feel like it's more of a hand motion. It has to do with something wiping with an appendage. I could see that instead of just shooting. My aunt pissed in her friend's soup. Her friend ate it all, then asked for seconds. Yeah, it's pretty bad. That's absolutely disgusting. Aunt needs to go to jail. And last but not least, uh, all throughout the confessions uh, responses that I I got on my Instagram, you have to read that story about the guy who has sex to that song. So let's dive in. We're not doing Are we doing that story? Yeah. I don't want to do that story. Yeah. No. We're doing it. Okay. Let's dive in. Okay, so this story went... Super, 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 super viral. Probably the most viral thing I've seen come off of Reddit. So I feel like I don't even need to read it. I could just jump into discussing it. But for those that haven't been on TikTok for the past week and a half, two weeks, here we go. Who is that? They must have either had their internet cut or they were traveling <laughs> and forgot their phone. Okay, both are valid. Both are valid. I could Or see loss it. of power. Mm-hmm. Or just trying to do a TikTok detox. I've never heard of such a thing. Lauren doesn't use TikTok right now. Psych. No, she doesn't. <laughs> Seriously. Um, so is this the most awards you've ever seen on something? Yeah, I don't know why. Because <laughs> it's hilarious. Okay, so this was posted by the username Tyler Life. It's now it now has 124,000 upvotes. Today I fucked up. My 20 female girlfriend of two years told me the music that I, 25 male, play during sex is weird and a major turnoff. 
A little backstory. When I first started having sex, I researched into ways to be better as I was a little stiff and pretty much had no idea what I was doing. I read online that you can play music and match the rhythm in order to put on a better performance. I searched lovemaking songs and started slowly creating a playlist in which I was comfortable matching the rhythm. There are a few songs to my playlist. However, there's one song in particular, which actually happens to be my favorite, that my girlfriend hates and says turns her off in a major way. I don't understand why it has taken her two years to tell me she hates that song. It's a good lovemaking song with good rhythm. I feel the way I fucked up is I could have possibly asked her previously if she likes the playlist or any songs she'd like to add or change. But to leave it for two years thinking our sex life is great, but in her eyes has just been ruined by my music, has left the whole situation feeling awkward and I'm a bit annoyed. I pretty much played this tune every single time, so the amount of times she must have not been enjoying it, when I thought the complete opposite, is annoying, but also embarrassing in ways. Not to mention my previous partners. However, they never complained about the song, so maybe it's just her. It's fucked up the relationship, to be honest, because sex feels awkward now. The other day we were having sex with no music, but I was still thrusting to the tune playing in my head. She recognized this and asked me to stop. I thought this song was perfect, and I always thrust along with the tune and feel it gives me the perfect rhythm for doing the deed too. I usually bust to the song and find it devastating. She hates the song. Are you ready to hear it? Can you imagine thrusting to that? No, I can't imagine <laughs> listening to that ever. <laughs> I don't get it. I, I don't of, understand it at all. I kind of want to try it though. Well, I feel like it would actually give you like if you go if you go to the beat and not the rhythm, I feel like it's not bad. Should we try it? Is he Pavlov now? Oh, he with for, that laugh with for, that last line. Absolutely. Absolutely Pavlov himself. No doubt. To like make that your thing, that's I don't know. Like It's a pretty aggressive song to it, Yeah, that that doesn't make sense. To. I don't know. See, this is why I don't know why the story is so big because I just don't get it. Yeah, sure. We can talk about the getting into it with like, oh, you should communicate and ask, but that's not fun. This is about the how bad the song is. You think, well, I think it says a lot though, the fact that she recognized the song without music based on the way he was thrusting. Well, yeah, because it's all they've done for the past couple of years. Yeah, because that's how he gets off. But every time, can you imagine? Sometimes people need a little special something to help them come. Yeah, but imagine doing that for the next 50 years. I love you enough to do it. The same song every time. Maybe not that one specifically, but... Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, What if there's another song with the same BPM? Beats per minute for those out there. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd be down to dabble. I'll try this one if you if you want. I'll This one, personally, we could try. You're acting like I want to. Like, I I'll, want to. I'll, I'll try it if you <laughs> I want. I want to, to be honest. I just want to put it to the test and see if it, if it works. Maybe it inspires me on top. Really? Yeah. This song? Maybe. I'm willing to give it a shot. Huh. The... Um, the <laughs> The top comment on the YouTube for this song 
A moment of silence for that poor woman suffering two years of this. Yeah, so you're right. People don't like the song, right? <laughs> no, people are just like blown away. Like, I mean, everyone across TikTok the past couple of weeks has been just popping off on this man. Like, I mean, it just didn't go over well. People are like blown away that this is the song that would get him off. Right. That's right. Yeah. But I'm 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 willing to like I said, I'm willing to try it. I'm not I'm not gonna shit on it before I, you know, I try it. There's definitely a saying for this. Like I'm not gonna Right, but you think of like speak ill of something before I try it. Yeah, but you think of like a love song in a movie, right? That plays during a lovemaking scene Mm -hmm. or something like that. You would never, in a million years, as you're scoring a movie, be like, "Hmm, I'm going to go with this vibe." This sounds like you ended up in a terrible nightclub and you're hooking up in the nightclub. That's the only reason I could see you ever doing it to this song. Yeah. Right? Kind of has nightclub vibes. I mean, but yeah, in like it's a, a weird funky. kind of nightclub way. Like the nightclub that nobody goes to because of the music they play. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't think it's that bad of a song, but it's not the first choice. But I guess they um I did see something else where they posted like their full playlist on their Instagram and the rest of the playlist was like Usher and like some other Interesting songs. Things that make sense or no? Some made sense and then some others that were, again, kind of out there mm. that didn't really fit the playlist. But I don't know. What would your go-to song be if you were going to put one on? I don't know. I never really thought about it. I just remember in college having very thin walls and you would always hear people's music choices. Wow. Wide range. Yeah. What's your favorite? I don't know. I have no idea. don't remember. I think Numa Numa would be another weird one that would oddly do it for me. Have you heard of that one? I don't know. Maya he, Maya ha. Oh well, yeah. My, but the original, oh, the, oh, yeah. not the Rihanna mm-hmm. remix. The original. Yeah. Hello, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> there is an update for this poor friend. Posting on Reddit about our sex life with CBAT, and now our relationship has ended. Ha. <laughs> No. After all the hype, they could have started a, a like a channel. They could have been an influencer, like a sex, sex music <laughs> vibes. <laughs> okay, this exploded more than I expected and has been a bit overwhelming with the messages, but I thought I'd give an update. The attention hasn't been exactly positive, and this hasn't been the best thing to happen for my relationship, and it's now sadly ended. I didn't expect it to blow up so much. I should have used an anonymous name instead of my real name and our real ages. There aren't many 25-year-old Tyler Lifes who are in a relationship with their significant other for two years who is 20. Unfortunately, her younger sister recognized this and showed her parents, who wasn't happy at all, and made the situation extremely awkward. Hmm. What made it more awkward and cemented the fact that it was me is that they recognized the song. One... (laughs) Oh, God. Once at a family dinner, we were discussing music tastes, and my ex-girlfriend stated that I have an odd taste in music. Everyone laughed and pressed me to play something from my phone of what I like as music, to which I then blessed their ears with CBAT. This guy is obsessed. Yeah. This is weird. Okay, maybe a little. Her father laughed and said it was terrible. I guess we all have different tastes. Although I nodded in agreement at the time, I was thinking in my head that this is a great fucking song. So it wasn't being used at that current time. 
I don't know if it maybe was. That was the that was the light bulb. Moment. Maybe that was because he goes. I I I put a little more emphasis on great fucking song, but I think it is written. I was thinking in my head that this is a great fucking song. Like it's a great fucking song. I oh, love it. Not like fucking. not a great fucking song. Oh, wow. so all right. Yeah, I put a little more emphasis on that one. So I do think he meant like in general. Okay. Yeah. Sure. We are now over and I'm moving on. I already revealed my face on TikTok, but with the amount of hate I originally got, I decided to say I didn't have it and backtracked. I don't think the song is that bad, and I had no idea she didn't like it until recently, and as soon as I did, I stopped. I didn't force CBAT on her. Not all can handle CBAT. I know it's different. I know a lot have asked for face reveal and playlist. My playlist I actually burned onto a CD and have been using my CD player but I'll go on YouTube and try and link all the songs in one playlist and share. I will say this person does sound very genuine and they very simply reached out for help. Yes. Which you can't hate on. No, I think this was like, think about how many posts get put on Today I Fucked Up, TIFU, T-I-F-U, and never really go anywhere. Yeah. Like the top ones right now, if you go to TIFU, the top one is... 6,000 upvotes, 3,000 upvotes, 407, 154, 66, 58. So, I mean, it's not, it's not abnormal to think like, oh, I'm just going to post and like nothing's going to happen with this. Yeah. This just turned into a moment, but. This did. I guess. Moment shared around the world. Like it's unfortunate, but at the same time, if like the fact that you couldn't communicate that you didn't like the song and. He went just looking simply for advice and this is what ended your relationship. Then you didn't really have a strong relationship to begin with. No. And I will say like, I didn't really notice. I didn't notice their age gap when I first read it. But now looking back at that, I bet their age gap had a big part to play in that. When they started dating, she was 18. He was 23. Mm -hmm. That's a different level of experience. And so as an 18 year old just starting to have sex, you might not be comfortable enough to say, hey, I don't like that song. It makes me uncomfortable, especially if your boyfriend is older yeah. and maybe more mature in your eyes and all of these things. Like, But every time for no. getting two years in and then deciding, no. oh, yeah, guess what? We're breaking up. Well, I think they broke up because of the fact he shared it on the Internet and now it, like her family recognized it and knew this was about her. And I think it kind of was like a perfect storm of things, but I don't. I see how easy it is to not say anything in that moment, especially when it's just a song. Like, sex could have been really, really great, and it just happened to be that one song that just, like... I understand that, but I also, like... And I can understand how you just, in that moment, you maybe not wouldn't even notice music. Yeah. Right? I feel like a lot of times it's something you tune out. Right. And so I'm just saying it's... I just... I don't know. It doesn't seem like the strongest relationship to begin with. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. And I just I got a little bit of a problem with the age gap. So I'm I'm kinda okay that they broke up and hopefully he can find someone that really wants to to do it to this song because I think after this, someone is out there for sure. Sure, but I think it's also worth thinking about maybe trying to move on past the song so you're not stuck with that your entire life. Yeah. There was another, um, I actually just liked it, but there was another song by the same band. How does he time it out? 
How does he make sure? Yes, this is the song. Like, is the playlist, is he clicking on his phone to hit next when he's getting close? I'm or not what? sure. It was the last song on the playlist from so what, what if I it's saw. Like, what if things are moving a little quicker than that? Do you start like clicking fast forward? Like, we got to move on. Maybe. I got to get to my song. Or maybe he times it out. Like he knows perfectly when, of, when to start just, and stop. It's a lot. It's a lot to consider. I found it. So the TikTok is by Nick the Virgin and it's called Buggin is the song. So I'll, I'll play a snippet for you, Justin. <laughs> oh God, I like the swing. Your face. Yeah. So that's the other song. It's Buggin by Tonight. T-N-G-H-T, if you guys want to listen. I'll link both of the uh, the songs in the YouTube description, but I cannot share in the video or audio, I think, because of copyright. So unfortunately, I can't, I can't include, but I will include the link so everyone can listen easily. Um, and yeah, they're great. They're great songs for some people. Yeah. Okay. Moving along. Yes. I'm about to say that myself. Yes, yes, please. Get me out of here. To the lake. To the lake? Yeah, I'm forcing your editing. Okay, okay. We'll go to the lake now and then we'll end back in the studio. Okay, to the lake. To the lake. To the lake. To the window. To the wall. To the wall. Mogan, you better keep it that way. To the sweat trip. I know you're editing right balls. now. You're editing right now. You keep it that way. You don't switch it. Keep it that way. This is your sign. Keep it. <laughs> okay. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It's crazy. You can hear all the leaves rustling because it's windy here today. Very windy. Are you ready? Yeah. I don't, I don't think you're going to like this episode. Some of the stories are a little dark. I'm used to it. <laughs> Quite the trip home. Lots of fun. We went to the fair yesterday, the Minnesota State Fair. Absolutely incredible. Up until 2 a.m. last night when I got food poisoning. Um, but other than that, it was magical, amazing. We had great food, lots of corn dogs, cheese curds, mini donuts, sweet Martha's cookies. I didn't get the corn on the cob, which I'm crushed about. You had a chance. It's okay. It's okay. But I figured, you know, we've had such a good time that maybe you'll be riding on a, on a high that this theme won't traumatize you as much as I think okay. it, it could. You won a prize. Oh, I did win a prize. Justin won three prizes. He is incredible at the ring toss. I'll have to insert his videos um, on the video 
on YouTube. I cut them down, and at, at the end of each one, you just hear, woo, from you. That's me. Yeah. That's me, Mogan. Yeah, I, I love when you win. I honestly, like, I like watching you play the ring toss more than I like winning my own game. But That's I did no win. I did win a prize, and it's really cute. Little Triceratops rainbow. I don't know what to name you them yet. should have them right here, right now. I should. Do you want to go get them? No, I'm just kidding. We'll have them, we'll have them in an episode at the studio at home. But, oh, it is so beautiful. I'm going to have to include a video of the trees. I think it's, like, so amazing when you have, like, really, really, really big trees and you can just see them sway back and forth in the wind. It actually is kind of mind-blowing for me that, like, they don't just, like, snap. And I guess sometimes they do, but the trees here are so beautiful today and... Hopefully it's more soothing than annoying. Yeah, I hope it sounds like really peaceful for everyone. This first one, again, like a lot of the stories I found for this theme are pretty dark. They're heavy. So if you're not in the right headspace for a darker episode or like stuff, like maybe skip this one and a wholesome one should be coming soon to give Justin a good palate cleanser. Yes. Okay, so it's from True Off My Chest. It was posted 13 days ago. And it says, my sister's stupidity destroyed my family. My sister let her boyfriend drive my parents' car. She took it when they were out. She only had a learner's permit, so she was supposed to have a licensed adult with her. She let her boyfriend, who was a year too young to have a learner's permit, drive, and he crashed. He died. My sister was seriously injured. They think one or both of her feet were on the dashboard. She is paralyzed from the chin down. My parents' insurance isn't covering them since my sister took the car illegally and her boyfriend's family are suing my parents. My parents tried to sue them back since he was driving, but it was thrown out when they tried. We had to move into an apartment because my parents couldn't afford our house. I see them cry every day. I heard my mom say that going bankrupt doesn't get rid of the lawsuit debt and their lawyers told them to try and settle before it goes to court because they will probably lose. My sister has to be in a home forever because she needs help and care 24-7, 365 days a year. She remembers everything and her brain is not affected at all. Her medical bills and nursing home bills are so much money. My grandparents are all trying to help, but they are all in retirement homes and don't have much. I've seen them cry too. I know she is getting punished already because she's paralyzed almost completely, but I still can't even look at her because she destroyed our entire family. Thank you for the awards and nice words. Wow. Uh, dark is right. Dark um, confession is accurate. I mean, good old crows. Good old crow. I think when, when you have a bad choice, which... Seems rather simple and probably at that age seems pretty harmless when you make that decision. It's just like, oh, everyone drives. Like, It's not going to be a big deal. You, you don't have the mental capacity to understand the dangers of that and the riskiness yeah. of having someone who's maybe never driven drive the car. So we all understand it's a terrible decision. She now has to live with that consequence the rest of her life. Yeah a physical consequence, which I think is sometimes is the worst type of consequence. A physical, but also an emotional Health. and a mental. She, yeah. So her she's, boyfriend died. She's, yeah, she's going to go through it forever. The other thing that then adds to that is now it affects 
other people very greatly. There's a family that literally lost their son. And then her parents are now going through. I mean, this will affect them the rest of their lives. They lost their home. I mean, their whole life. Yes, it's, it's very, they innocently lost a lot. They aren't paralyzed. They'll, you know, they'll be able to figure things out over time. And I don't know if they'll heal from it, but I think monetarily they could, you know, it's a big setback, but I'm sure like over time you can recover from something like that. Yeah. It's just crazy because just because of how it went down, there's no insurance. There's now all these crazy lawsuits because I'm sure on some level, they should have been responsible for the car not being taken by their kid. Yeah. Right? I don't know. I, it gets really messy. Teenagers, like, I mean, look at the shit. I look at what I did growing up, and sometimes you can't control your kids, and accidents happen, and this, right. I mean, the whole thing's just But I'm just saying buck. legally, like when it comes down to these lawsuits and things. Well, that's what they're lives arguing. are lost. I'm sure there's, I, I don't know where the law falls. Maybe someone can like know, educate us on that. Cross post this to legal advice. But wow, I, it, it's the kind of stuff that you always feel like you hear about happening to other people, but could so easily happen to you or it could just so happen. Uh, easily happen to someone you know you know it's one of it feels like one of those things where it's just like one decision probably not much time and then everything changes forever yeah well I mean there's so many small areas of this in like our life that we that we come across all the time like rental cars Justin and I got a rental car for this trip home to Minnesota and if I wouldn't have put your name down as an authorized driver and you were driving and got in an accident, the whole insurance would be null and void. I would personally be held responsible for everything because you weren't authorized to drive that. So like, if that's like a, a life tip, like don't ever let anyone who's not on the car drive your rental car. Like there's so many little areas of liability in life that that there's weird little things like that. But I, I do feel bad in the sense like, yes, this girl is 15, but I think it just sucks that like, her parents are being held liable to such an extent because that kid was driving, like because the daughter stole the car. It just sucks that like stuff like that can't be right and like, that's better controlled. Like they both are suffering. Both parents, both families are suffering. Well, and it's because she is their daughter. She's a minor technically under their control because I mean, if someone came and stole one of our cars in the middle of the night and ran and someone died, they would have nothing to do with us because they came and stole, stole the car. Yeah. So it must come down to the fact that she is technically under their supervision as a minor. Mm-hmm. And that's the context in which it happened. But damn. And so, it's yeah, tragic. so it is very, if moving forward, it is very, it's such a horrible effect on the parents with, I mean, imagine getting that phone call because you would no. have no idea. It's and like, no. And it's like, I don't, I don't want to look at like, oh, being paralyzed is a punishment because like her consequences, like the consequences of her actions, like, yeah, everything it, it's played out the way it has. And it's, it's so tragic. Like a life was lost. A life has been permanently changed lives. And I guess you could broaden that to every family member involved, every friend, every, yeah. everyone lives have changed. 
but it's just it's and no it's not i'm not ugh, i wasn't making i didn't want it to seem like it's a punishment it's it's just she, the consequences she's of gonna be those going actions. through this forever yeah yeah it's a consequence of it and i think just the whole thing's unfortunate I, yeah terrible which i mean the top comment was holy shit this is tragic i'm so sorry for what you are all going through i wish you better times mm -hmm. and like this isn't this is a little bit different maybe of um a episode because there's not as much to say on these right. stories because a lot of them are coming from true off my chest or like there's another subreddit called confessions so it's it's a heavy it's a heavy and this next one isn't going to be any better yeah i was just kind of thinking through it and you don't understand at that age how little decisions you make can literally, how many people are involved in those decisions that you make. It's not just you. Like, sure, maybe if you got pulled over that night and you got tickets or whatever the, the penalty is for that. Yeah. Then that could affect just you, but then like the insurance may go up and whatever. So... It's just every, it's that butterfly effect thing. I know, well, butterfly effect, domino effect. I mean, there's there's so many things. Like one, I, there's like a lot of theories on this too. Cause I remember um, Jeff was like reading a book on this where he, the author was like, even minor decisions, like picking a drink or like, oh, I'm, I don't really like these shoes I'm wearing. I'm going to turn around and put another pair on. Like minor decisions can shape such a big part of your life. Like think about the shoes. Like, oh, I changed shoes and went back inside. And because I took that extra 30 seconds, I wasn't the car that got T-boned at the intersection yeah, and killed. Yeah, like, there's, there's so many but crazy it's not, things. Right. But that's not to let that run your life. No. and like Because people start putting way too much weight on decisions that literally you can't because yeah. you can't predict that. But I think about these things because what if there is a multiverse in the way that there are endless, truly endless and infinite possibilities. There is a Justin and a Morgan just by chance <laughs> on a exactly, think how many, think how many Earth-like planets there would have to be for us to end up in the chance of this would be so small. But if there's infinite, then you could technically think one of, we're sitting here and instead tonight we decide we miss our flight. And then that puts that Justin and Morgan in a different multiverse are going through that whole experience. Whereas we make the flight and then we're happily cruising back. I know. I was thinking like about everything, that. everything like, oh, I could just take a drink right now. But no, maybe the other Justin somewhere else is taking that drink right now. Oh, I, no, I'm going to. But I literally think about that every time I get on a plane. I'm like, should I have skipped this flight? Like, what if I was meant to miss this flight and I accidentally made it? Like, like manifest. I think about that all the time. And it's it is so scary. And like, that's just going down a rabbit hole but like oh my god like I do I do think about those little decisions how they can like so greatly impact everything just don't let it take over you I know because that would be, be bad as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when I was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, you ready for this next one? Yes. Trigger warning on this next one, you guys. It does contain talks of suicide. So this is from r slash confession, and it goes, I'm putting my extremely profoundly disabled seven-year-old into a residential facility so I can forget he exists. I'm not sorry. Oh, we got a little jet skier cruising up behind us. I, wow. This, these are the types of things I don't, really know what to say again there's not going to be much to say on this one i can't even understand being in that position making that type of decision where you that's just the title do you want the details oh i thought that was it i thought we were rapid fire vibes no okay yeah i can't tell anyone this even my therapist lambast me lambast what i don't know Lambast me if you want, and maybe I even deserve it. I only ask what you would do if you were in my situation. Not what you think people should do, but what you really would do. I'm a single mom of two boys, 12 and 7. My husband passed away three years ago in a work accident. A very large portion of me believes it was actually a suicide. I can't see him ever making the mistake he made that caused his death. And he had taken an action just before that, which ensured his coworkers weren't in the room. I fully believe he killed himself because of our younger son, and no one will ever change my mind. We were told when I was pregnant that he would have Down syndrome. We could handle that, even if it was severe. It turned out he has a chromosome deletion. His disorder is kind of rare, so I won't post which specific one, but suffice to say, he'll never be anything more than he is now, or has ever been. And what he is, is nothing. He doesn't appear to have any awareness and never has. His eyes are locked in one position. He doesn't respond to noise, touch, or pain. He is total care. He is capable of nothing. He is tube-fed and on oxygen. He is in diapers and will be forever. He makes no sounds, no attempts to communicate. He never even really cried as a baby. He has never made an attempt to interact with anyone or his environment. I'm not upset because I got a special needs or imperfect child. I feel the way I feel because this dot, 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 thing, dot, 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 takes up 200% of my time and does nothing. I didn't get an imperfect child. I didn't get a child. I don't love him. He doesn't have any personality. There's nothing to love. And yet I'm responsible for him. In addition to his extreme delays, he's also medically fragile. Respiratory crisis, fecal impactions, his autonomic nervous system doesn't function properly, issues with his G-tube, infections, pressure sores. No matter what we put him on or how we position him, our older son has suffered because his non-existent brother has colored everything in his life. He's had medical care, get delayed because there's only one of me and his brother is more critical. 
We do have a visiting home nurse, but only 20 hours a week, and we aren't eligible for more. I was starting law school. I gave up my dreams and my plan for my children for this potato. My older son can't do a lot of things he wants to do because of the younger's need for care and appointments. The final straw was I heard a sound. I went into younger son's room to check, thinking he had forgotten to breathe again, and saw older son hitting him and screaming, you're why I don't have a mother. You're why I don't have a father. You're why I can't have friends over. You're why I can't be in sports. I didn't ask for you, and I hope you die. Instead of being horrified, I watched, and younger son just did not react. No signs of pain or fear or upset. No reaction at all. He breathes, but he is not alive. He doesn't know who I am. He doesn't know who older son is. He has no sense of self, life experience, or awareness of his surroundings. He doesn't need to be in my home. He doesn't know or care where he is. He is genetically my son, but he is not family. My previously abused, brain-damaged cat who couldn't walk straight has more personality and is far more lovable than my child. In fact, I was looking forward to raising a Downs baby, even one with severe impairments, for that reason. With disability can come gifts. This boy is not a gift. He is a genetic mistake I probably should have miscarried and would have definitely terminated if I'd have known he would be like this. And the flip side is, if he has awareness, he's miserable, and there is nothing I can do. If he has likes or dislikes, no one knows what they are. If he is in pain, he can't tell anyone. If he wants anything, he can't communicate. He has every imaginable therapy. Nothing has made a difference. And so he's leaving our home on the 29th. I feel excited and relieved and then guilty because I know we'll be happier with him gone. He's already taken my husband and my son's father. He was working so, so, so much overtime to pay for the cucumber's care for the experimental therapies insurance wouldn't cover because this one was going to be the breakthrough. He was tired and defeated and disappointed. He sought counseling as well, but I don't think he could ever say the words, I don't want my son in my home either. He's ruined my older son. I was so wrapped up on the younger, I never realized how ignored and damaged he was. He lost his father too. I didn't just lose my husband. He is my priority now. And this malignant lump can be someone else's problem. At least they'll be paid a wage to take care of him. At least they'll get a break from him when they punch out. I just want to never think of him again, and I'm not sorry. And for that, I'm sorry. Thanks for reading. Um, there's some edits. She goes, thanks, and then a username, for calling me a liar. Are you a medical doctor? If your Google foo was any good, you would have stumbled on 3P mosaic deletion duplication syndrome. That is, my, that is the disorder my son has. I've basically identified myself by posting that, but hey, it's better than private messages telling me to kill myself. If you look at the features of 3P deletion syndrome, they look like Downs. My insurance didn't cover AFP testing, which would have told us it wasn't Downs, and I didn't think we needed it. I had a regular ultrasound and a 3D. Both doctors were 99% sure it was Downs. This post was absolutely not fiction. Instead, the mods, and especially you slash pecan eeks, just decided it was. If anyone would like, I'll dox myself. You can see my ID to verify my name, my marriage license, and my husband's death certificate. I will then link you to the news article of the freak industrial accident that ended his life so you can see it's the same person.
As for not choosing hospice for my son, I can't. About a year ago, I myself was hospitalized with severe depression and CPTSD. There's proof of that too. During that time, my late husband's mother petitioned to get control as my son's medical proxy and got it. I'm fighting it, but it's a long, complicated process. There are competency hearings. There are statements from doctors and evaluations. Unless she is okay with hospice, which she refuses, I cannot decide that. I have custody. I cannot make medical decisions. She agreed to residential care, which I feel is the second best option. So he's going into residential care. As for mistaking a child choking with hitting, I was downstairs. I couldn't hear what my older son was saying. I only knew he was speaking. Go punch a blanket or, I don't know, a person with weak muscle tone. Then ask said person with weak muscle tone to cough. They don't cough normally slash forcefully. It's more of a strong puff. Similar to, again, I don't know, a muted punch. When you're used to jumping at every strange sound, it's difficult to discern what's what sometimes. So, pecan eeks, anything else you'd like to know? Care to admit I just might be telling the truth? There were identifying details I left out, but guess y'all need them. This person has been through it. And... I don't, I will say I don't like the writing where it's like, oh, this sack of cells, this lump of potato, this mutated cucumber or whatever other describing terms she used for this child that is still a person. But you can clearly tell they are at their wits fucking end. And yeah, I it's tough. I. I'm curious about the comments say I don't really I don't really want to comment on the decision. I I just it's this is under the unqualified. This is like like the unqualified episode yeah. that we did. I just But think, you can like still empathize with well, her. Sure, but I just think I could never get myself mentally to a place where I could know what it's like to be in her position as a parent raising this child for seven years, I don't know how to mentally get to the point where without going through that to make a type of a decision like this. Oh, I had a bug on me? Oh. We're really out here. I know. Um, And then I don't know. I just, there's so much unknown. But so based on that, you get to a point where you're, you've tried everything in the book and you really, it's not the fact, like she's pointing out very clearly that it's not that she got an imperfect child. She just feels like she this just, isn't a child at she's all. just losing herself to this. And if you go through the loss of your husband and if you see your older son struggling as much as he does and you think that wow this is going to be forever and i might end up making a bad decision against myself or doing something terrible then it's like what from a mind that could never get to this place without going through it then at what point how much compromising and taking away of yourself and your life can you do when you're like, are you're literally going to run yourself into the ground? I and don't, then not be able to parent her other child, even. So I, mean, I don't know 
what's right, what's wrong. I don't know what's fair, what's not fair. I'm just trying to think through just the amount of weight and shit she's gone through and just how much she carries on her shoulders every day. Absolutely. As to not instantly be like, nope, you are like a completely terrible human. It's just... I don't think that at all. And I know some people will. I mean, right, but I have a different lens because I, you know, am an occupational therapist and I have worked with profoundly disabled, mentally disabled people. And it's tough. There's there's a lot of syndromes like this that like Angelman's is one that comes to mind where, you know, it's it's case by case. Every yes, kid is right, case by case, right. every person. But a couple of the the ones that I read on were um like parents describing it and their their kid doesn't know them as the parent. We're right. Yeah. Like the kid doesn't know anything. And I can imagine that would be really tough. Like that's why I think like choosing to be a parent is like truly the biggest decision because it's just it's a again a kind of a rabbit hole and people do make decisions when they find out their kid is gonna be imperfect, that they terminate the pregnancy. So these decisions are so personal to each person going through it. Um but I think this one is the best for her. And a care facility, like if the son is so resentful to where he's willing to go into this kid's room and beat him up, he is safer out of the home. It's True. a toxic environment for everyone involved. Yeah. And so at the time of the post, when I screenshotted, one of the comments was, I worked 10 years in a facility for individuals with special needs, some being profound. All situations are different, and I saw with my own eyes families that were simply better because of our facility. No shame for you. None. Zero. The next comment. I work with profoundly disabled children every day, so I probably understand better than most. Unfortunately, in the vast majority of cases, a miraculous treatment for a brain disease doesn't exist, especially if there was nothing there in the first place. Most times, the best you can hope for is to slow the progression of damage. I'm sorry for what your family has been through, and I wish the best for you. Yeah, see, that's the type of knowledge I would I was referring to yeah. as being able to speak from. Yeah. Because they would know a lot better in dealing or in taking care of these types of people. Yeah, I think that's kind of where I was getting with the how much do you compromise yourself without literally taking out the rest of your life and your other child's life? So that comment put it in perspective. I mean, someone comments after that too. And I think with like, yeah, there's therapies that will help. So like OT is a big part of therapies for these kiddos when they're babies, toddlers, I mean, throughout life. Like a lot of these kiddos will get OT services throughout life. Yeah. Um, But when it's a chromosomal thing, like your genetic code kind of like determines who you are. And there's certain therapies that like can help improve things. But when it's so severe, it kind of is one of those things like it is what it is. Like you're only going to see so much improvement. And with this kiddo, like it sounds like she, you know, and her husband tried everything, even experimental stuff that insurance wouldn't cover. Yeah. So... It sounds like, you know, she's exhausted all efforts. There, It's truly like that person says, like, no blame, no shame. Yeah. It's it's a lot. 
I'll try to find the link for this one. Um, I do have screenshots and there's there's some really, you know, dark comments, thought-provoking comments that I don't really want to read. Um, it's just not something I really want to give air to, but like one of them got two awards and it's it's basically implying that like people like that shouldn't exist. I don't know. I don't really have a take on this one other than the fact I don't think she's making the wrong choice. I think everyone needs to make their own decisions that fit them and their family best. And it's kind of what this is here. Yeah. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Moving along. This one is not a dark confession. Yay! Yay! Okay, so this was posted in Am I the Asshole? Um, I screenshotted it. It was like 19 hours old or something. Lots of awards already at that point. It had 58 silvers. So like, I mean, this, this is, this is a big one. Okay. Am I the asshole for not taking down my video? That was a gift from my best man. I have a sister that's six years older than me. My parents for years cancel on me last minute because of my sister. I have a basketball game. Oops, sorry, sister doesn't feel like going. I am graduating. Oops, sorry, sister had a bad day at work. They have missed major and smaller events in my life because of her meltdowns. I met the love of my life. We decided to tie the knot. From the beginning, I told my parents how I am worried my sister will ruin another special moment in my life. My mom told me over and over again it would not happen. The day of my wedding, I received a voicemail from my mom saying they couldn't come because my sister's dog was sick and she was upset. I was hurt. My best man, however, is a jokester. He took my phone, then went to my fiance and asked if he could post a video of our wedding as a gift on social media. She loved the idea. I had no idea about it until I came home. Our honeymoon was at a lakeside cabin, no cell service. I ha the post caption was, quote, my best friend. He is an amazing person, even if his parents never showed up for him. Video was still pictures of us next to her parents, me on the dance floor, cutting the cake, where you would normally see both parents in wedding pictures. The sound behind the video was my mom's voicemail explaining how they couldn't come huh. because my sister's dog was sick. I came home a week later to hundreds of messages, family members from both sides insisting I take it down. I was told my sister hasn't stopped crying. My mom is refusing to leave the house. I may be the asshole here. 
I didn't take it down when I got my messages. I didn't call my family back right away. I waited until my vacation time was over at work and enjoyed my time with my wife in our new home before I contacted anyone. My dad told me to take down the video. It was, quote, just a bad night for them. That they will make it up to me and my wife for not coming. My reply was exactly, how do you plan to make up my wedding? It's a once in a lifetime thing. You choose to ignore my feelings on the whole matter. Then he just repeated, he will make it up to me. I told him I would take down the video only when he made up missing my wedding. Flustered, we both hung up the phone before we both said things we shouldn't have. Am I the asshole here? I could have just taken down the video. Definitely not. This I is an love easy one. this. This is an easy one. This is a good confession though, right? Yeah. I like this. I would have done the same shit. I know. I would have done this type of stuff all along. This is nuts. Why yeah. are the parents so wrapped around her finger? I'm That's wondering. Weird. I'm wondering if she's disabled in some way and like really relies on them. That was like my first thought. But at the same time, like, you can have someone come in for respite care. You can hire like a caregiver for there that time. There is no excuse. There's Who no cares? excuse for missing your child's wedding. Who cares if the, her dog is sick? That's the worst excuse I've ever heard. Ever. Even for friends to miss a wedding. Yeah. But parents. Yeah. Their dog is. There's something so We love wrong. our pets. We absolutely love our pets. They are like family, but. That's the worst excuse Like what is the dog heard. sick with? Did it just like. Is it just having Even if the dog diarrhea? died, it's not their dog. Yeah. Go to the wedding. Are like you the kidding? Sister, if the sister has a dog, she should be capable of like taking care of the dog on her own. Sister's nightmare. She's a nightmare. What and were some she, of the other reasons? Like they missed just, their the they missed the graduation for something too. Yeah, it's dumb. I just love that she she's now the one crying all day and oh, mom yeah. won't leave the house. This is a terrible family. This is toxic 101. They should teach this in school. They should be like, here's the definition of toxic is this. And then they'll read this story. Yeah. Because this is ridiculous. No, this is so, there's, so bad. I don't even need any other context. It's just, <laughs> there's no context needed. It's just fucking weird, dude. What's going on here? I don't know. It seems like some sort of emotional manipulation like from the sister, clearly. But at the same time, why can't the parents be parents? The parents and are weak. Get it together. I also, the parents are weak. The sister is six years older than OP. So OP is getting married, you assume, 20s. So sister, you know, maybe 30, maybe even late 30s, 40s. Like, what the fuck? Time to be done with her. Time to come and off. I love that the video just stayed because know. you know they're all they're getting all riled up. Maybe they'll never realize it. Maybe they'll never be like, "Wow, yeah, we're really fucked up. This has like been going on forever." And I don't know if people like that ever truly realize it. I think the sometimes the sister won't. I think the social backlash from this could maybe make them change their ways. But I sure shit wouldn't take it down. I think his response, like. How are you going to make up my wedding? Like that was a once in a lifetime thing. Like I'll I'll take it down when you make it up to me. The best man. This is why he's the best man. Yeah. This is why you chose him because <laughs> it's, it's so good. perfect. And like when they're all like, "Hey, take it down, take it down or whatever. Moms won't leave the house and blah blah blah." 
good. Stay home. I would. That's what you've been doing for every major event that OP has had. Stay home, bitch. I would have like doubled down. I would have posted on my story and been like, again, love this video. Thanks, blah, 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 for making this. I know. Like, this is why you're the best man. And just rub it the fuck in because it's just so good. It is I want to see the video. I, I want to see, see this video thing. Too. <laughs> Using her voicemail as the background noise it's too. It's perfect. It's so, oh my it's God. so well orchestrated. Because you know the best man's been, he's been dealing with this shit too. The best yeah, man's the one who's going to be there for him at graduation, everything forever. And he's like, this is fucked. Yeah. Like, I'll help you do this. And it's so perfect because it wasn't like, the gr- it wasn't like the groom deliberately did this. No. It was like, oh no, my best man made the video. I, I had it's no so say in this. I didn't know great. about it. Literally had no self-service. I took the week off. But I love it, so I'm leaving it. <laughs> well, also, like, I know how I get when, like, I'm, like, in um like in conflict with someone and they don't reply to me right away. Like, I get so, so anxious to the point where I, like, feel sick. So I love the fact that, like, the family is truly in the wrong here. Like, no doubt. Assholes. Get not over the yourselves. Especially not the sister. Not the asshole for um, not deleting the video. But I love that they had to almost like sit with that and like sweat it out for a week. Like they had to sweat the fact That's that this video so is better. still up. He's not responding. Oh my God. Like what do we do? I'd have him make another video. Like, <laughs> like let's go. I know. I'm sure they have uh, plenty of voicemails to use for this it's one too. It's just so pathetic. It's honestly pathetic. Yeah. These parents are a joke. Very, very unfortunate. Um, so the top comment on this one, not the asshole. The truth hurts sometimes and your parents and sister just got whammied. Your friend is awesome. Please leave the video up. And that one has, when I screenshotted it, almost 60,000 uh, yeah. upvotes. Yeah, like as it should. Your friend didn't manipulate their words. Your parents would have nothing to cry about if they hadn't done anything wrong. They skipped your wedding with one seriously pathetic excuse. Let them feel the effects of that. Yeah, it's so dumb. Yeah, baby. I like it. Picasso. <sighs> okay, one more story in the great outdoors. One more. One more in the great outdoors. And then we will finish this theme back in the studio. I feel like those stories, it feels like I fell into a sewer and I'm just stuck down in the deep trying to find my way out in total darkness. Damn. Yeah. Or like a tunnel that you just keep running and there's there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but you just keep running. And the faster you run, the faster the light like moves away from you. Yeah. And it's just an unachievable, you'll never get to the light. That's like the so worst like, feeling ever. So like when we end on those, I'm kind of stuck in that. It's pretty crazy. Okay. Someone should wow. animate that for me. Any good animators out there? I know that's like literally the darkest picture that like no light at the end of the tunnel. Like, oh my God. No, there is a light. It's just you, just you never reach, reach it. it. Yeah. So fuck. That's, <laughs> it makes me feel bad for doing this one to you. This next one or this episode? Both. Oh, I'm doing okay now. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this next one. Am I the asshole for sending my dying mother to hospice because of what she said? I, 30 male, lost my wife five years ago. She had a 10-year-old son who I got custody of after she passed. Biofather signed off parental rights at birth and never even met the kid. And we had a six-year-old daughter together. My 10-year-old son, I consider him my son in every way, has Down syndrome. 
My dying mother asked to come live with me two weeks ago to spend more time with us because she is dying and only has months left to live. I told her she can come spend a week here first. She's here now and we'll see how it works for everyone. Most of all the kids. She came. Things were going okay. Then a few days ago, she special ordered a new set of toys for my six-year-old, a really expensive one, which I let fly, even though I don't normally just let my kids choose hundreds of dollars worth of toys, but I get that she was trying to do something nice for her grandkids. Then today, the set arrived just before dinner, and at dinner, I asked my son what toys he chose. He said he didn't choose any toys. I asked my mom what he chose. My son sometimes mixes things up, and I thought he just forgot. And she said that she only bought the toys for, quote, her grandbaby. I said that she has two grandkids because I have two children. Then she said, quote, he's not your son. I told the kids to go play in the living room and told my mother that this kind of talking is unacceptable in my house. She then said, it's true. You have no obligation here. You should go to foster care or stick it in a facility before your life is ruined. I flipped out called her all sorts of names and told her I'll be calling hospice first thing in the morning and have them take her the same day, which I did. She cried all night, begged me to not make her go die alone in a hospice, but I said she crossed a line and I'm done. My aunts called me an asshole. Some of my friends said I should have just let it go because her time is limited. And my sister, who lives abroad, said it was just plain cruel. My cousin said what she said was awful and I did the right thing. I feel a bit guilty over it anyways. Am I the asshole? No. Ship her off. Edit. See ya. I will still visit my mother in hospice if she wants me to. Saying this because many people mentioned it. <laughs> what do you say? Ship her off. Out the door. See ya. Top comment um, is quoting what the mom said. Stick it in a facility. And then they like repeat it with italicized. So it's like this slanty. Yeah. And it goes, stick it in a facility. Oh my God. Not the asshole. My second cousin, cousin's kid, has Down syndrome, and he's the most precious six-year-old that did walk the earth. If I heard someone say this about him, I would straight up punch them. Edit, I don't need a bunch of messages telling me that he's actually my first cousin once removed. I've already been informed multiple times over my genealogical faux pas. Yeah, that's not what this is about at all. Yeah. I don't know why people get so hung up on this stupid shit. Family, like, we've seen it so many times. Family is chosen family, and in this instance, it is literally family because they are your family you're raising this kid yeah and if anyone wants to go if anyone wants to go adopt a kid or however you end up with someone new in your world and in your life and in your family whether it's the relationships whether it's taking on children however it happens yeah if you're choosing to raise then they're your kid like there's certain people that you find that are so weird about like the bloodline and so weird. It's like, what is this like a king and queen? And this is going to be like an illegitimate heir that's going to get killed. And then someone's going to step like, why does all this still, why is this all here? Like who cares, dude? It's who you surround yourself with. It's who you want to be a part of your life. And even sometimes chosen family, which we've also seen a lot of stories, cannot be a part of your life anymore. Yeah. Because it's just, oh, but they're family. Yeah, but they're ruining my life. So, no. For a comment like this, and it's, you're trying to, you're trying to do the right thing and, and, and let her come live with you and you're trying to make it a really beautiful situation. Absolutely. 
And for this kind of negativity and dark energy and weird old fashioned ideals to be so present and it's not going to go away, but to have that in your home for however long she lives, she could cause some real shit and you don't need that. Ship her off out the door, like ship, put a label on it out the door. No, it's unfair. It's unfair that the child had to hear that too. Not put a label on it. I don't want to like, but <laughs> no shipping label. Ship Get her out, out of here. Door. Yeah, I got that. I know, but I didn't. Yeah. Okay. We got it. We got it. The people will understand. Yeah. No, I, I think this is very justified and it sucks because she is dying and losing, you know, losing a parent is unimaginable. It's I'm sure the most difficult thing ever. So when you're faced with this, where your mom is like unwilling to accept your child but she's also dying. Also, all this other family that's like bitching at him. You you take care of her. You bring her into your home. Yeah. You enjoy her. The sister that's abroad, time to come home, sweetie. Like, time to come home and help take care of mom. It's such a terrible thing to say. And it feels like, it feels so intentional. And like she was trying to make a point with this purchase. Yeah, she, she was. She this was very pointed. She wanted this to come out. So I cannot imagine this is the first time. No. And so that's why, like, from OP to make this decision, just like, yep, you're out. It makes me feel as if this, it is justifiable based on what she said. I think you can make a case to say, yes, it's justified. Woo! We did have tornado warnings last night. But... Something about the whole situation makes me feel like this has come up in the past. And so this kind of feels like, you know what? I tried to do something for you. Final straw. Like, this isn't going to work. It doesn't seem like it's the first time she said something like this. Been a little unhinged, as we would say. But definitely will be the last she says anything to that kid. That was a little dark. I'm getting dark now. But, I mean... She kind of made that choice. She did. So. She put herself there. And it's really tough. Like you, you know, I, I, if it were me and I was, you know, on my way out of this world, I wouldn't want to go out with any animosity or cruelness or. It just seems like she's trying to make a stand. Yeah. She's like, this is, I'm going to get my points heard. And it's weird. Yeah, it would be, it's it weird. wouldn't seem like the way you'd want to go about you no. know, your last however long. No. And like, obviously not the asshole, like overall. Yeah. It's not the asshole. OP does respond a bit. Um, someone goes, first off, not the asshole. Second, just info. Does your son have any extreme difficulties that he needs care for? Because if he does, please make sure he gets the help he needs. Even if that means having a facility house him, don't be ashamed of getting help for your son, blah, blah, blah. Um, your mother was offline in every way. You did the right thing and please let your son pick out a nice toy so he does not feel left out. And OP goes, he doesn't have any difficulties like that. He is very well behaved, does great in special needs school. He he can prepare his food with some help. He makes us all sandwiches. He can dress himself. He knows his hygiene. If his doctors and therapists thought it would be best for him to be in a facility, he would of course be. But he is just a special needs kid who has every potential to almost be fully independent some days with a little help. He will, for example, always need help with his bills and handling money. 
And when I told my in-laws about all of this, my mother-in-law said that she'll order toys for my son, the ones he picks out. And he already told both kids that each grandma will buy toys for one of them. So the kids won't feel my mother's despise for my son, neither of them. Oh, it's just so icky. God. I know. Someone else goes, thank you for sticking up for your son. I was also thinking hospice is reasonable for you as being a single parent to two young kids is hard in itself, but excluding her own grandson is deplorable. And OP goes, it would have been hard to manage childcare and my mother's care, but with hired help from my mother, nurses, caretakers for a couple hours a day, etc., it would have been manageable. But now I just can't. I won't risk her saying something like that to my son's face right. someday. Right. That's right. Your kids come first. Your mom's talk is painfully damaging, not only to your son, but to your daughter and to yourself. Yeah. That's something that sticks with you too. Out. I've had someone say something like that to me in the past where, um, like, because of the fact that Jerry, like, adopted me and isn't necessarily my bio dad, I've had someone say to me, like, oh, well, like, you're not really family. Like, you're not real family. It's like, that medieval shit. It was in the context, too, where I was like, oh, yeah, like, grandma and they were like oh well she's not really your grandma because you're not really a part of the family it was like god people are spreading this to their kids thing it was so fucked up so it's just it's unfortunate it's something that sticks with you what do they need to prove like why does it matter to them it makes them feel better it makes them feel more relevant more included exclusive i don't i don't know i can't begin to wrap my head around that because i don't i don't really think that way but it's tough and it sticks with you and it rocks you and yeah. For someone that sounds like such a sweet little kiddo. Oh, it'd be. He doesn't have to go through that. It'd be terrible. Doesn't be deserve horrible. to go through that. Well, and it's because it's not true. No. That's the biggest point. It's, it's not, not like you're hiding something. It's no. just, that's not how it is. No. We don't live in the year 1000. No. 2022, bitch. Which even then it was wrong. But I mean, it was, it was what people literally abided. Like it's all about the That context. was like strict, like. That was almost like law back then. That was a big deal, but it's, come on, let's get into the real world. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, we're back from the lake, back in the studio. Unfortunately. I know, Minnesota was so, so, so nice. But let's get into this one. Yes. Trigger warning on this one, you guys. Talks of miscarriages. Am I the asshole for telling my sister I hope she never has kids? I, 22 female, have three-year-old twin boys, and I had a baby girl not even two days ago. My sister, Jody, is 34 and has been suffering with infertility for the past 10 years, as well as repeated miscarriages. 
I used to feel really bad for her and also a bit guilty as I got pregnant twice while being on contraception. It caused some tension between us when I was pregnant with my twins because she was jealous and I was already feeling intense guilt. This time around, she wasn't as jealous, but still felt it was unfair. As my husband and I have decided we are done having kids, I offered to be a surrogate for my sister as soon as I'm cleared after this baby, and she seemed like she was absolutely over the moon with that. In turn, she offered to watch the twins while I was in labor with my new baby, which was a relief on my part. I went into labor on Thursday morning, and Jody came over to watch the kids while my husband and I went to the hospital. She seemed like she was in a great mood and promptly rushed us out the door. Everything seemed fine until we got home this morning to find thousands worth of destruction to pretty much every baby item we've purchased. Even the crib mattress was torn open. Everything was ruined. Judy tried to pin it on the twins, but they're three, and this level of destruction had to have been done by an adult. My twins can't even reach some of the stuff that was destroyed, and they certainly do not know how to open diaper packages and tear them apart. I know kids, especially toddlers, can do a lot of damage in a short amount of time, but I also know my children aren't capable of doing what happened. I told my sister to get the fuck out of my house and stay away from me and my family. I got really angry and said a lot of stuff I shouldn't have, but one of them was, quote, I hope you never have a child, and if you do, then I'll tell it exactly what you've done to mine. I told her we can't afford to fix the damage she's caused, but since she still denies it, she won't cough up the money. I told her, because of her, the baby doesn't even have a safe space to sleep. My parents caught wind of what I said, and even after I explained the situation, they still think I'm being an asshole for saying something so vile to my sister, quote, after all she's done for us. Obviously, my judgment is clouded. So, am I the asshole? Wow, this this is a roller coaster. Yeah. Because I went from like, no, yeah, no, yep, no, yeah. Like, I don't know. It's, okay, we got to start from the beginning. Do you it, want my initial thought? Why? I'm just wondering. Sure. I think not the asshole. But okay, okay. let's go now. Uh, okay, so initially... When she starts having kids and her sister can't, I understand the feeling from both sides. Yeah. And so I'm rolling with it. I'm rolling with it. Then we get to the point where she offers to be a surrogate, which is amazing. Like it, it totally flipped it for me from being like, okay, I can understand how she's really jealous and that must be terrible, like to go through miscarriages and, and, you know, struggle with fertility. Right. Yeah. Oh, I'm with you. Um, I'm fully following. So I can imagine that is very, very tough and that at times you may not be able to control what you say or how strong your emotions get. But for her to offer to become to be a surrogate for you, I think that kind of clears all that out. It doesn't take it away, but I'm saying there's no reason for her to direct any more of that towards the sister. Because Absolutely not. Because the sister basically said, I will help you. I will go through all of this for you to be able to have this experience and for you to have a child. Literally one of the most selfless things a person could do. And so I think that takes away or should take any negative feelings away from her sister toward her in that, in that regard. 
because it's like, that's the ultimate sacrifice for this. Then it's like, you act all cool and everything's great. Rush them out. And then you, I don't know what happens to, from, from offering to be a surrogate, you then take that and then go and like destroy everything in the house that's related to babies and kids. I don't know what in the fuck happens to to flip like that. Mental breakdown. I guess because they're going to the hospital, it's happening that moment. So that's yeah. when, but it's like, they literally, she offered. She offered I, to solve this for you in a way that the only way that she could. Literally. I will say like the top comment, I think hits it on the head. Um, so they go, not the asshole. Your sister flew into a jealous rage when faced with all the things she wants and doesn't have. Can you imagine how terrifying that was for your twins? Those poor babies, which I would agree with that. Like everything that person said, I think she was like able to come back down, which I see again and again. We've talked a lot about infertility on this podcast and miscarriages and stories about rainbow babies and other people being jealous and mm -hmm. things like that. And I think that's something that I've even seen people you know, talk about in the comments on stuff where it's like, yes, I struggled with infertility, but that doesn't mean I wasn't happy when my loved ones got pregnant. And obviously you're going to be jealous. Like if you really want a baby and you're trying for a baby and you're faced with such a difficult route of achieving a pregnancy and going through miscarriages and all this shit, of course you're going to have triggers around that. You're going to be jealous. You might be sad, resentful. I mean, there's an abundance of emotions you could put behind that, but to then like let it affect the way you treat someone or to let your jealousy and your emotions override you to where you destroy thousands of dollars worth of stuff for your sister who's a new mom a 22 year old mom a young mom who is probably who not offered who offered to be your surrogate who is probably not well established and can replace these items 22 is young to be a mom of three wanted to take another nine months like yeah Nine, being pregnant is such a sacrifice. Like I said, I think it's one of the biggest sacrifices someone could make is being a surrogate. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that she did that and while those little three-year-olds were there, can you imagine like hearing all the noise of stuff getting smashed? It's no, like she's not doing it quietly. Like, let me beat this mattress and tear it apart quietly. I'm sure she's yeah. enraged and has noises and these poor kiddos were probably terrified. If you try to equate it where the level to which she went in and destroyed property and freaked out and did crazy shit was probably the same level of what she said to her, like yeah. the sister back. So it's, it's probably justified. I think it is. I justified. just think there's a little part of me that thinks like, yes, there's certainly, there's certainly got to be some, I don't know if it's even boundaries at this point or if it's just literally limited interaction or just not at all. Yeah, There's got to be off. something done with this, the sister relationship. Just my first reaction when you read it, I understand it's like majority is probably not the asshole and, and, and that, but. That was the overall vote. Yeah. The thought for me is just that when she turned around and said what she said, it does make sense. And I probably would have made a similar move. But I just wonder if there's any part of you that regrets the level to which you take it. Just the same as the sister going to such an extreme. I'm sure there's regret on both sides because nobody had to go <laughs> all the way up here like they both did. 
I don't know being in a situation like that and reacting, but. Yeah, a lot of emotions, a lot of hormones involved. She literally just gave birth and then coming home where she expects, you know, her home to be left as it was with a safe environment for her new baby. Yeah, right. A crib, a place for this little one to sleep. Yeah. Um, I obviously think this confession was said out of extreme, like, anger, hurt, just being overwhelmed at your wit's end in the moment. But I still think it is justified. Like, I don't think OP is the asshole at all. But I just wonder if it would have been better just being like, get the fuck out of my house and don't talk to me ever again. And well, oh, and what I said about being a surrogate, that is never, ever going to happen right. after what you did. And leave it at that. I mean, it would that, take some mental control oh my god which i don't know if i would have in the moment but you just know like that is what she was like holding on to and that shouldn't be used as a form of manipulation but i would not offer such a sacrifice to someone who just hurt me in such a deep deep way well yeah you're more it's, closing the door it's off it's off the table it's not manipulation it is just off the table well not that's kind of what my initial thought was is and then it just goes back and forth because those words you can never take back. You are crossing a bridge you can never back up from. Like you are, you're locked into that forever. Yeah. But as she is with her actions. So that's exactly. where I get stuck on this one because the words are, I mean, you know the pain to which this woman has gone through with this situation. And then to say something like that, that's real shit. That's, that's really real. You know, OP in this sense is going through something super traumatic now, too, because of what her sister did. Yeah. And it's not like OP got pregnant in spite of her sister. It's not like it's not like OP getting pregnant was intentionally to hurt her sister. Right. OP just got pregnant. It's just the way the cookie crumbled on that one. But her sister went above and beyond and took meticulous actions to hurt her. I mean, everything in this room was destroyed. Tearing open packs of diapers that was pretty and weird. tearing them apart. It's pretty nuts. Thousands and thousands of dollars. Do you know how expensive baby shit is? Yeah. It's insane. Overly. Also, the fact that her parents are like, for everything your sister's done for you, what? What has the sister done? Stayed with them? Stayed with her twins That's, for two days? It's always tough to get accounts from people in the family, though, because you don't know who they're being manipulated by. Well, and they're what just stories enabling they're her. They're enabling well, her course. shitty behavior. I know. And it's just like, it, that's, I hope to never be in that type of position as a parent, right? Yeah. Because you're literally caught in the middle and you're almost forced to take a side. Mm -hmm. And so that's just, I, I don't know how to even include that part, but it's just crazy. I mean, it's, it's nuts. Comments really popped off on this one too. I mean, some people, this was just posted a day ago, so it's still kind of developing, but like the top comments are very much so like cemented. Mm -hmm. The one I read had 32,000 upvotes. This one is one of the most awarded. It's got 29,000 upvotes. And they go, OP, you need to file a police report for destruction of property and maybe even contact CPS. Your sister is unwell and should not be allowed to provide care to children. You didn't know, but now you do. Never let your sister anywhere near you or your children. Your sister needs mental health services, and she's not going to get them if your parents rather pla rather pass the blame onto you. Yeah, it just sucks. Like, which I mean, it does it does sound like a mental breakdown. Like, it sounds like she really did snap. 
Yeah, well, for sure. And that's that's where I start like, I, I don't want to call it sympathy, but I just start to feel bad in the sense that like this lady has gone through such torment with this situation, not because of yeah. her sister, because of her struggles with fertility and having a child of her own. And that probably, I mean, it sounds like that was going to be a defining part of this woman's life if she was looking forward to it this much. So it just, it's like hard to just hear about someone going through such pain for so long and then it leads to such a mental breakdown and reaction. Like, I mean, you have to feel just a little bit for them, just in the sense that like, yes, the actions they took were terrible and wrong, but just to to mentally be tormented to that point by your own mind and yeah. by your own experience to get to that place where you have an action like that is just like, it's it's sad. It's really sad. And I, I hope she gets the help she needs, but... I, it's, you know, it's something that comes up a lot. It's like, are, are other people responsible for our triggers or are we responsible for our triggers and like trying to combat them the best way we can? Oh, 100%. It has nothing to do with the sister. No, I know. And so it's just like, I do, I have a lot of, you know, empathy for her. And I, I understand fertility struggles are so challenging and can take a toll on you mentally, physically, emotionally, everything. And I, I, I get it. She snapped. She had a mental breakdown in that moment. And like the top comment said, she was presented with everything she didn't have as her sister went to the hospital to have yet another baby. Right. And it's, it was, why me? Why not? Well, me? And, and with the surrogate thing, I mean, her true hope is to have one herself. Like that's her dream. It seems like that. The surrogate is, you know, uh, it's, it's another option, but I don't think it's her true dream well yeah and some women some people that have the ability to give birth do dream of being a mom of having their kid of the birth process and the being pregnant and feeling the baby kick and all these things I mean even my mom when we were home last asked you know would Justin would you be okay if Morgan wanted a surrogate like would you be okay missing out on the little things of feeling your baby kick and all that mm-hmm. and it is you know it's a conversation to have with your partner and it's a problem i shouldn't say a problem it is an issue i see come up on reddit quite a bit where um i have it saved for a theme i think it's medical i can't remember what one but a woman's husband wants her to give birth and will not stay with her if she is unwilling to have their children naturally and it's a deal breaker for her. And so I think, you know, it's it's definitely something you should talk about with people you're with. Like, even no matter what type of couple you're in, like lesbian couples, gay mm-hmm. couples. I mean, I think it's something to consider. Like, are you going to be the one that carries? Are you going to be the one that donates genetic material? True. Like, how do you want to go about this? Because I think this can be an issue that can really cause conflict between people. But yeah. I feel for her sister. However, I feel for OP more and I don't think Yeah, well the, the action asshole. is like unforgivable as are the the words. Uh I think I hold and this is me personally, I think I hold more weight on actions than words. Well, yeah, that's the cliche. But I think you can recognize, I think most people would recognize like which uh, isn't a cliche. I mean, it's it's it's, it's true. Uh, sticks and stones may br- No, the saying is sticks and stones may break my bones. 
but words will never hurt me. Is that what it is? So no, I'm saying actions are louder than words. Actions speak louder than words. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I just, I look at it and it's like, even the sister in that moment could realize like, yeah, my sister freaked out and said that to me because of what I did. But she's she's saying she didn't even do it. She's trying to she's trying to blame the three year old. So maybe I would have more sympathy for her if she said, "Hey, you know what? I did do this, and I'm extremely sorry. And I need help. And I need help. I'm you know extremely saddened by this whole situation. Yes. And I lied and said it was your three year olds. Like she's still not owning up to it, and she's blaming it on two toddlers. Yeah. And OP does like- I forgot about that part. Yeah. And OP does kind of give a description. Like someone commented, which the comment was deleted, but OP responded and goes, the crib mattress was cut with a blade of some sort. My toddlers cannot reach where the knives are kept. And then another comment goes, info, can you tell us more about the damage and why it had to have been done by an adult? Not the asshole, by the way. Even if it was the toddlers, she should have prevented them, obviously. Which again, like- Blaming the toddlers doesn't really check out because why did you let two kids, why did you leave them unattended for so long? Why did you let them do so much damage? They could have hurt themselves. You were neglectful. Yeah, right. You were neglectful well, also, with my children. Also think about how we feel when we get back from a trip, back from the airport, we yeah. get in the house. And this lady just gave birth. <laughs> I know. that. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Imagine like the feelings we have when we come home after a long trip. And the one thing you think about is shower and then sleep mm -hmm. and just, or just relaxing in bed. Oh my God. Yeah. And if anything comes in the way of that, it's just like, someone, oh fuck. Someone better hand me a Snickers stat. <laughs> so imagine having just had a baby and what that does <laughs> physically, what that does mentally, what, I don't know. I, I'll, have, I'll never know. I'll never know what that's like to come home from that experience and the emotions and just the hormones and everything going on. So it could be said- <laughs> I would snap. Right. It She's could, lucky that she just got these words. That's what I mean. I oh. like, you're also coming from not, I don't know the right way to say this. Maybe you can help me, but you're coming home, not with like a happy set, clear, perfect, not, you know what I'm trying to say? You're yeah. like, you're not coming home just like after a, a day in the park and you're happy and just like- Where you can maybe compose yourself in a like moment like that. You just had a kid. Yeah. You got crazy emotions going on and all you fucking want to do is probably relax, lay down and sleep. Yeah. So OP describes some of the damage and goes, a lot of the damage was beyond what my toddlers could do. For a start, the baby monitor was taken off the wall and to get to that, my husband needed a stepladder. No chair in the world would have made them tall enough to reach. No, it was not the kids. There's no, no other, like, we we get it. It's definitely not the kids. Yeah. There was also a childproof handle on the door, and I've tested them countless times. The boys don't know how to open it yet. So unless the door was opened for them, they couldn't have gone in. A picture painted for us was framed on the wall, again, out of reach of the boys. It was smashed. And since they're barefoot 100% of the time at home, one or both would have gotten cut. Neither of them have a scratch anywhere on their body. Damn. Lastly, both the boys denied it. I believe them. Of course. If the glove fits. You. I think it would be so crazy if they're like, oh, wait, we forgot we had this indoor camera. And then they see the boys meticulously, like one boosts the other one. They're like cutting shit oh and they're doing God. stuff. And then they both like at this age 
frame it so it looks like the other lady and she's just like sleeping or they gave her sleeping pills or something and they're three years old and they're pulling this off and you see them like <laughs> reach up and grab the knife and they're like cutting the mattress and then they put everything back and like go back and just act like nothing happened can you imagine this sounds like a horror movie like doesn't Wouldn't chucky that nuts? do that or the doll like oh my god it'd be like dexter but like times two you might have just given someone a plot for a movie out there. Isn't that crazy though? Imagine if it was the kids. <laughs> your mind, the way your mind works sometimes. But a couple more comments from OP, but nothing else to write home about. I stumbled on that. I feel like I tripped my way through that one. You did a good job. And now for our palate cleanser. Already? Already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, this is good. This is a lot easier than the lake. Yeah, the lake stories were a little, oh, little intense. The lake was bad. Yeah. But so, palate cleanse. Give it to me. Palate cleanser. Cleanse my palate. I think I, 51 male, am falling for my son's friend's dad. What do I do? I'm aware that sounds crazy. My son, 28 male, has been friends with this guy since college. And considering we're both single fathers... I'm a widow, he's divorced, with similar interests, they decided to introduce us to each other. We get along so well. After my wife passed, I really haven't gotten out much, so having a true friend again means a lot to me. Most of the time when we get together, it's over dinner, which usually ends up feeling like a date. Sometimes we watch movies together and he doesn't move away if I've moved closer to him. We have these moments of tension where we just look at each other and I feel the same things I've always felt for women. To clarify, we're both straight. I may have had some less than straight thoughts about other men when I was younger, but I loved my wife, so I always assumed it was just hormones. I hate myself for posting sappy shit like this, but he makes me feel things I've never felt before. I think about him all the time, and we're always texting each other in a way that feels flirtatious to me. I'm not sure if he's aware of that, though. I've always said I would never date after losing my wife, and I know he feels similarly about his ex. I know he still harbors feelings for her. I've thought about it a lot, and I would be open to dating him specifically. Our kids think we're just good friends, which isn't wrong, but I swear there's more there. My son has jokingly called him my boyfriend, and it felt so good, even if he didn't mean it. I feel stuck. What do I do? Yeah, this is a good one. Yeah. I like that. The thing I think about is it, it adds a whole nother com level of complexity. The fact that they both were in straight relationships. So you don't, you know, you don't fully know, right? So you, so figuring that out is, is definitely a step, but it makes me think about when you first start talking to someone or you meet someone new just in life, Right you start to really like them or you start to color this whole experience with them. And so you start viewing it through these lenses, like these love goggles. Mm -hmm. And you can start making things bigger than they... I'm not saying this is the situation. This is just what it reminds yeah. me of. And you start looking at little interactions like, oh, the way she looked at me then, she's into me. Like, Or that text <laughs> sounded really flirty and you start building this whole story and then sometimes you end up with it's like, wait, what? No, no, what? And then you start to feel crazy because you're like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. I, and then you, you're all heartbroken and, and stuff. So be careful with that. But because that's happened to me. 
And I know that's happened to people. That's happened to some of you. I know where you like painted into this whole picture and it ends up, you know, it, it, they weren't on the same page or yeah. whatever. But in this case, I really hope that that's not the case. Mm-hmm. And it ends up happening. I think one of the only paths to take is to tell I, him, well, yeah, but communicate. I know. And this is where the communicate thing is very interesting because you can just kind of keep enjoying, like letting it build, seeing what else happens and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then when it becomes unbearable, you just let it out and you just, it, it's very delicate, right? They're only, yeah, the only people. You don't want to ruin your friendship either. If you are misinterpreting something or right. reading into it. Well, and, it's like friends dating within friend circles, right? Yeah. You, you go through this whole debate in your mind. Well, I don't want to wreck what we have because I love it and I it's know. great. There's an old saying, don't shit where you eat. I know, but sometimes if you shit where you eat, it can be the best meal you've ever had. Okay. And so <laughs> it may be, it. that's the scary thing is it either turns, <laughs> it either turns into the best decision or uh, the worst decision you've ever made. Yeah, it's a fucking flip a coin. It's a, it's a risk for sure. But there, he's going to know. Yeah kind of what the right play is here. Um, mm-hmm. But I think you do, you should push yourself to get to that point. Yeah. Because we've had stories in the past where people kind of debate like, oh, do I say something, whatever? And then they do and they're like, oh my God, I wish I had done this two years earlier. I'm so happy. This is the happiest I've ever been. I know. Um, but then there's also the people who are like, wait, what? Well, no, we, I mean, what? we do have an update, so we don't have to guess on this oh, one. Okay. Gosh. I'm just running away this episode. No, you're doing a great job. The (sighs) top comment on the original post, which it was posted nine months ago on relationship advice. It only got about a thousand upvotes um, and it's now deleted, deleted by the user. The user doesn't exist. But the top comment or one that's labeled best currently is you may be bisexual. It's not always 50-50. You may be 99% attracted to women and 1% attracted to men, but no matter their gender, just communicate. Mm -hmm. And so there was a comment at the time um, that this is screenshotted from OP and they go, all of the positive comments I've gotten have given me a lot of courage and I think I'm ready to have that conversation with him. Update, which, which was posted three days after the original post. Nice. All right, so I finally sat down with him and had the big conversation. I'm not the best storyteller, so bear with me. First, I took him out to a fancy restaurant and made every effort to treat it like a date. I drove, I paid, I held doors open for him, I tried my best to flirt with him, typical date things. I think he definitely noticed my advances as he seemed a lot more flustered, in a good way. Afterwards, we went back to my place and watched a movie. Unfortunately, I didn't have the balls to put my arm around him or anything else people suggested to me. At this point, I was definitely panicking. It's tough. Been there. (laughs) I felt that I had already pushed the boundaries a little bit too far for that one night. At some point, I guess he noticed how tense I was, and he asked if I had any wine. I did. We drank about a bottle each, and once we were thoroughly tipsy, he asked why I was being so weird. (laughs) I told him I had a lot on my mind, and he asked if I wanted to talk about it. Anyways, this led to a discussion about how hard it is to talk about feelings, especially when you're a man. 
I saw my opportunity and took it. I brought up how I was pretty sure I was attracted to men when I was younger, but didn't feel I could embrace that due to society. He nodded and said he could relate to that. After that, we just kind of looked at each other for a minute, and I wanted to kiss him so badly, but I didn't. He asked me if I had just taken him out on a date, and I said that if he wanted it to be a date, then it obviously could have been. Good play. He, he told me he definitely wanted it to be a date. At that point, I was so overwhelmed with emotions, I didn't know what to do with myself, but we ended up just hugging, and I thanked him for always being so good to me. We made plans for him to take me out on a date as a rebuttal, and I'm really excited to see where this goes. Thank you all so much for your advice and kind words. You all gave me the courage to push myself to do all of this. There's still a lot I have to work on as far as sexuality goes, but at least I scored a second date. Yay! It's nice. It's really good. It's perfect. I know. Also, um, when I read this, I didn't want to like interrupt the story. Um, it was when... Anyways, this led to a discussion. I said I was attracted to men, but couldn't fully embrace it due to society. He nodded and said he could relate to that. After that, we just kind of looked at each other for a minute, and I wanted to kiss him so badly, but didn't. I, when I read that, I was literally envisioning like the Spider-Man meme of like two Spider-Man pointing at each other, being like, is this, is this you? Is you? Is you? Yeah. And that's like the two of them. They're like, you? Like, yeah. I don't know. Gosh, when you were just reading that, you sounded like the guys, at the, the people at the end of the commercials. This is a disclaimer for <laughs> yeah. for Geico. Geico is not endorsed by the blue. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know. I power read. Yeah. See, this this is the kind of thing I need more of. Like, I need this this happy feeling. Yeah. These make me feel happy. The other stories <laughs> don't make me feel happy. Yeah. So well, this is good. This is a great great way to end. You're in luck soon. Um, top comment on that was so cute yeah i'm so happy you had the conversation and that you're both on the same page figuring out your feelings is damn tough but it's also worth it and well, wish the best, you the best of luck yeah and the best play was the it's a date if you want it to be well it was him it was the it was the other guy not op oh do you have saying, any line no oh no i think that's pretty chill i think that's pretty chill but it was the did you take me on a date that's where it broke the ice because then it opens the door to be like, yeah. And then he's like, okay, yeah, I hoped it was. So now we're all on the same page. We're all, it's all happy dandy sailing to the sunset. Yeah. I, this was, this one's been deleted for a while. Yeah. So we don't have any happy updates. No updates um, beyond the conversation. Dun, dun, dun. I know. Then it becomes a confession. It was all fake. It was lies. No, this is, no, we're not. No, this is real. <laughs> Love is real. But I do want to announce that we're going to be doing a wholesome episode very, very soon. Potentially, we? Me and you. Okay. Because you, I think you need the wholesome stories more than anyone. Yeah, I'll, I'd probably be more traumatized not being a part of a wholesome episode than going through like another uh confessions episode yeah lauren and alejandra handled the um the dark scary stuff better than you surprisingly handle yeah i i think i'm you, pretty composed yeah but you get really sad after some of them that's why i don't watch the news so much dark energy like i just don't need it <laughs> yeah so we're gonna be doing a wholesome episode really soon so if you have found any more stories like this or stories that you find really wholesome whether that's personal stories or reddit threads 
please, please, please post them on the Two Hot Takes subreddit or on the Two Hot Takes Google form. Both will be linked. I prefer the subreddit, but I know some people don't have Reddit or are scared to post. So I'm giving you both options for this wholesome theme because I want the best of the best stories. And I'm really hoping it'll be filmed in a really cool location. That. But, but to, a- to be decided. I'm sorry, go on. That was a run-on. I just rambled. There's no periods in there. No, no, no. Not even a comma. No, just a dot, 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 maybe here and there. Or send them straight to your boy. Yeah, you can message them to Justin. That's me. If you want to ensure they are seen, send them to Justin on his personal Instagram. Yeah, but I I also don't want to know the ones for the episode, but just like other ones, just send them over, you know? Good energy. (laughs) Okay. Um, I hope this turned out into a good episode i sorry i just started reading another story (laughs) how i just saw it in the corner of my eye and i started reading it i'm gonna i'm gonna put it on patreon it's gonna be patreon it's titled i hate my special needs sister and i'm done hiding it so we're not ending on a happy note because we're recording patreon right after this Ah! sorry Just popping in to tell you there are actually two Patreon stories from this theme. After editing the episode, I just felt that it was a little heavy. And so we bumped two over to Patreon and they're intense, but I do think they're really important stories to get out there and talk about. And I can't wait to share them on Patreon with you guys. Are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah, I got my buddy. Okay. Uh, If you're listening, Justin bought a little skeleton with a plant coming out of its head from Trader Joe's. It's in a yogi, yogi pose. Yeah. It's a really cute little guy. Yeah. But I hope I mashed this episode into something coherent and enjoyable and you like it and the stories didn't traumatize you. Oh. 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 The tie-dye party. For those of you that have bought merch or are members of our Patreon, we are doing a tie-dye party on Sunday, September 25th. So be sure to buy merch or sign up for Patreon. The lowest tier is $5 and you get four bonus stories a month, sometimes some surprises. So it's worth it, I think, but I'm a little biased. But uh, yeah, tie-dye party on the 25th. Making them wreck their merch? Well, so if you're like me and you have the white sweatshirt and you also drink red wine and are messy, um, my white sweatshirt has red wine on it already. So I need to make it normal, Oh, wearable. When's this going down? I just said September 25th. 25th? Yeah, get it together, man. Oh. Yeah. I'll see if I'm free. You better be free. (laughs) I got a sweatshirt for you to tie-dye. You did? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so Justin will be there. Lauren will be there. Alejandra will potentially be there. She's she's a busy gal these days. But uh, I think that's it on my upload update list. Things to tell y'all. Okay, brains brains mushy. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Until next time. Until next time. Goodbye. Bye.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.